Hello, Elevation Pod. Welcome back to the podcast. Episode five. Episode five. Yeah. Today's episode is very special because we have a very special guest, Taylor, Taylor. Ayers. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Ayers is here today to talk about fitness and fuel with us. Health, balance, mm-hmm. all things. All that things. Yes. Very exciting. She's actually an expert in. <laughs> right. So... Taylor, tell us some background information about you and why you're here today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so fitness and fuel has kind of always been my life and it's something I'm super passionate about. Um, it's all kind of stemmed from um, soccer and just kind of growing up and just in playing all different kinds of sports, but fully committing to soccer when I was like 15 and or not 15, I would say like 10, around 10. But I think... Um, for me, I always just wanted to be the best at soccer and just be super successful in that kind of fitness and fuel is a big part of that. And so, yeah, um, I'm just super passionate about it, and I'm excited to be here today and talk about it. So. We're yes. excited. Perfect. Okay. So, as you can tell, she's very into her it. life, very revolves around this. Yes. So she's a very qualified person to have on this So we're really excited to have her. Yes. yes. So usually in our podcasts, we like to define like what we're mm-hmm. talking about. So if you want to define fitness and fuel to us. Okay, so I would say fitness is performance-based and how you feel, not just how you look. I think that's a common misconception kind of in our society, just fitness is, you know, like all about how you look, but I think a lot of it is how you feel. And then um, fuel is kind of the same thing, just what are you fueling your body with to make you feel your best, to make you look your best, um, so you can mentally be there and be constant and um, successful and stuff. Physically and mentally. Yes. I love it. Okay. Okay. And then we actually have some questions for you mm-hmm. that pertain to fitness and fuel. And just use a soccer player. Yes. Um, so we'll start off with what makes you passionate about fitness and fuel? Okay. So I would say, like, my mindset has always been, like, how much can I get out of myself? Like, how can I maximize my potential? Um, and I'm, I don't know, for me, it's not probably the best mindset, but it's something that has worked for me. Um, and I've always asked myself, like, why do something if I'm not going to be competing with the best or being the best at something? Um, and I've always been obsessed with getting results and like achieving goals. If I hit like a macro goal for a week straight, it make you know, it makes you feel good. And like, furthermore, when I see that change in my physique, I feel good about myself. Um, and like on the fuel side of things, our bodies are kind of like cars. We need gas to function. Um, mm. but like the type of gas we put in our bodies is extremely important. If you're fueling your car, you know, it's like premium gas, it's going to run smoother. But if you fill it with, you know, regular, that still works, but it's not optimal. Wow. I love um, that. Yeah. And so our bodies, <laughs> if our bodies want to function at the absolute best, we need to be fueling it with, you know, premium food, premium gas in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just love to live at my best. And I think I just love it because it's a constant learning curve and you're always wanting to achieve more and you may reach a fitness goal, but at the end of the day, like fitness and fuel is constantly changing. And like, there's so many different perspectives that are like coming out about like what's right and what's wrong about it. So it's just a constant learning curve. And I love that you're honestly never going to reach that goal, but you can just keep getting better as you strive for that goal. So mm-hmm. good answer. I really yeah. like that metaphor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then we want you to share about your soccer and recruitment journey. Um, so I've always kind of known I wanted to play like college athletics when I was around like 
10, I kind of fully committed to soccer just because, you know, youth sports nowadays is so crazy. Young. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I knew that I wanted to play like college athletics when I was like eight. I didn't know which sport it was, but I just knew I wanted to do it. Um, cause I just knew it was like so regimented and just such a grind. And so I just love that. I just love that stuff. And so, um, it's always been something I knew I wanted to make happen. And my parents kind of instilled in me like anything is possible work ethic if you make it possible um and that applied to you know my trainings how I approach my trainings my schoolwork uh, I got I kind of started doing fitness and performance when I was in sixth grade and that's where I found my love for nutrition through my trainers because like so much of our world is people and connections and I think my trainers really instilled in me and helped me discover that like passion I have for fitness and nutrition um but yeah I guess for my recruiting journey it's been like exhausting and Needless to say, I'm not going to miss the recruiting process. Um, just been through several agents, sending thousands of emails to over 20 ID camps, moving to Florida <laughs> and traveling, just missing so much like life back home. Um, it it's really is a constant grind and something I'm excited to just reach the fruition of in a way. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to get to college and start playing. Um, but yeah, the whole process is very political and connections based. But it also, at the same time, it's taught me how to advocate for myself and how to be professional and bold very early and how to, like, stand out as a player in person because, I mean, that's kind of necessary if you want to succeed in the recruiting process. Um, it makes you just grow up fast. And I guess my move to Florida taught me a lot about uncomfortability and how it's crucial for us to experience discomfort in order to change and grow. Um, and kind of once you're thrown in a situation you're not familiar with, you have to adapt, like you have no other choice. Um, and that was an eye opener for me because I think in high school you live in like such a bubble and next year we're starting from scratch as we enter college. And I think, yeah, living in Florida taught me and prepared me, I guess, for next year and what I kind of expect from it. So, yeah. Okay. I think you should tell us about your move to Florida mm -hmm. and how you made the shift from being a soccer player in Texas mm -hmm. and focusing on it here to how moving to Florida just changed your focus, mm -hmm. like physically, but also mentally, like yeah, you change yes. locations, but also you're committed more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Walk us through the process. Uh -huh. um, so it wasn't, um, I didn't really make that decision until literally two weeks before you left for Europe. And then I went moved to Florida, like for the summer for like two days, like right at when we got back from Europe. And so I think it was, it was kind of spontaneous in a way, but it was also, very thought out and it was a lot of emotion and we're still dealing with the aftermath of that um just because it was it was something like obviously it's my last summer before you know well last summer of high school like we'll yeah. leave next year and I'll probably leave early I guess it was it was a big risk but um I'd rather take risks than stay stagnant because if you stay stagnant then you're not growing at all and like you don't know you know what more there is for yourself and so I think moving to Florida um, for the summer taught me a lot and just being out there and completely I didn't know a single soul until I went out there and I ended up making friends and it's just something that's such an eye-opener when I came home it changed my perspective on how I lived my life back in Texas and um, I'm, I'm just really happy I did it and yeah I would definitely encourage anyone that's has to make a kind of a hard decision they don't really want to make just do it anyway because you don't know what could come out of it so. step out of your comfort yep. zone yes <laughs> okay um, tell us about some major mistakes you feel like you've made before you educated yourself on nutrition, because I feel like you're a lot of steps ahead of, of like where everyone else is right now. So looking back to where you first began being more serious about it, what would you say you would have done differently? 
Um, I would say you don't need to follow what everyone else is doing. On social media, there's so many like diets and trends that people want you to follow. And quite frankly, they all contradict each other. Like one's like, don't eat meat. And the other one's like, eat meat. And so I think, um, so honestly, just do you and find what works for your body. But there's also kind of the opposite side of this. Like when I was in middle school, I kind of had my trainer helping me with my like nutrition goals overall, but it wasn't like practically step by step. When you're that age, you need someone walking like through with you and so when I was in seventh like I was a seventh grader who couldn't even drive let alone like being regimented and counting my macros and so don't try and do it alone find someone who has more knowledge in you to help keep you accountable especially if you don't know anything so it's a balance in regards to taking in information and applying it to your life okay we didn't talk about this before but you have created nutrition plans for other people right yes so tell us a little bit about that um yeah, I mean, I didn't really, like, expect to, like, do that, to be honest. Like, it was most, like, my – I'm almost done getting certified for nutrition, nutrition for context. Yes. So, yes, yes. So, it, I mean, I'm not, like, professionally licensed yet because yeah. I never actually – but it was just been for, like, close friends and, like, my family. But um, it's just, like, fun for me. I enjoy doing it because I know, like, it'll better the people around me. And, yeah. like, if you're given, like, a plan, it's just, like, so much – it's just – I just really disagree with when people are like just throwing information at you like what do you do with that like you need like practical if you're like someone who has no clue what they're doing like you need practical like what like literal recipes that tell you step by step how to yeah. make things because if you're that just is. like eat this like well, what i don't know what foods have that like and so it's kind of just yeah guidance and i enjoy i enjoy that kind of thing just yeah. like yeah it's fun for me so yeah yeah how long do you think when you talk about meal plans, I feel like mm-hmm. there's people talk about diets or they talk about meal planning. Yes. Do you think meal planning would be more long term or mm-hmm. how do you view that? Like you start I, with it and then I think meal prep is better than diets. I know there's just obviously some, you know, different diets and like some people I don't know. I just have always found meal prepping working better for me and I think that there's also a bunch of like supplements people try to take to you know, make up for whatever food they're missing. But at the end of the day, like the food is the food and like you just need to eat the food because I think a lot of people just try to cheat the whole process and um, just get the food, prep it and eat it. Like it's really just, I think, complicated. That it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be complicated. But I, yeah, I find meal prepping and meal planning very successful, especially when you're busy like a high school kid like yeah. us. It's like super easy to just grab something before you go. So, so you would recommend... Meal prepping, yeah, for everyone. Yeah, I mean, if you're busy, but I mean, I obviously love like cooking or whatever in the moment. But I mean, especially for us, we're all pretty busy with school, and so mm-hmm. I would say meal prepping is pretty good. But also, if you're like in middle school, or like don't stress about it, okay? right? Like you don't need to. Like I'm also not saying. I mean, I, I just started doing it in seventh grade because I was just, I just loved it and it was my passion. But like, you really don't need to start until you need, you feel like you need to, right? Yeah. So. Okay, so you've been dieting and everything since middle school, right? Do you think that's affected, like, how you view yourself mm-hmm. and, like, your mental health? Yeah, that's why I go back to I don't think people should really start it till like, you need to like, yeah. later on. Because in middle school, like, I, it was crazy. Like, I just got so thin. Like, I was so thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even, like, I intentionally did it. It was because, like, I think I was more structured and, like, worried about what I was eating back then than I am now because I understand balance now. I'm like, actually, yeah. but I need to, like, fuel my body. There's a difference between fueling and not eating because fueling your body, like, you're eating bread. Like, you're eating stuff that is going to, like, 
give you energy for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's fitness and fuel, not just eating specific foods that like supposedly supposed to make you healthy. Because then the day, like if you're just like not having enough energy to get through the day, that's not healthy. And so in middle school, that definitely changed. Like it was, it was hard from, I look back on it and I was like, it was like an eating problem I had. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the time to think about it, but like I, I wouldn't like go to things because I knew there would be like cake there or something. Right. And I didn't like, you know, it's tempting cake with egg. Oh, but like, <laughs> and so I think it's just like, don't start it too early and just understand fully what that entails. And it's not, you, that's why I don't really like diets because it's just so harsh harsh and yeah. so yeah don't start it like too early I would say mm-hmm. yeah talking about all this like managing what you eat and structuring and just keeping yourself accountable how do you do that on a vacation or like at a friend's house like how do you maintain that balance when you're somewhere that you really can't control unpredictable unpredictable circumstance um I would say just prep and plan. I mean, not necessarily meal prep because you can't do that on vacation when you're at a friend's house, but just kind of envision. I I don't know. I've always just found something like really special about envisioning. Like if you have a goal, then just, okay, what do I need to do exactly to achieve that goal? It's on Mm -hmm. and just like back what I said, like it's a balance. Like don't overdo it. Don't underdo it. Mm -hmm. Um, But just prep and plan. Like when you're on vacation, just get it done in the morning because you're not going to do it at 3 p.m. when you're on vacation in Hawaii. You're not going to do that. And so um, just do it before it all starts. And you don't have to eat perfectly on vacation. Just eat better. Like, it doesn't need to be exactly how you eat at home because that's the beauty of vacation. Just, um, just it's balanced. The whole thing is balanced. And so just eat better when you can. You're also a high school kid. You're a human being. And so just let yourself live a little. So mm-hmm. That's what I would say to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what do you think is the hardest part about maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Um, probably like hanging out with like friends, holidays, like obviously just gatherings. Um, but that's also taught me a lot about self-discipline. Um, and like those who stay self-disciplined will be successful and those who are persistent at it and consistent with self-discipline will end up like achieving results. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean like those who put their head down and grind while everyone is distracted is like, who's going to succeed. I mean like you take Christmas break, you have three weeks. Um, a lot of people use that time to, you know, hang out with friends, which is great. Like I'm not saying that's bad at all. Um, and just kind of, you know, people usually come back more out of shape than they came. And so, um, <laughs> that's 99% of us. And so, um, I think it's just that 1% that sees that time as that's three weeks where I can go and get better than someone else. Um, that's just like, you know, sitting on your butt for three weeks. Um, and so if you can use that time to, you know, get better, get more in shape, I think it's those people that are going to end up being successful. And so I think um, that is the hardest part, but self-discipline is just hard. That's just in any life mm-hmm. scenario. But I think that's also true with soccer, like just constantly like going out to practice when Everyone else is kind of just at home, so yeah, yeah it all kind of ties in. Tell us more about your self-discipline in soccer, like mm-hmm. in fitness. Competitiveness. Yes, competitiveness. <laughs> like lifting and all. Yeah, it's a big deal. I think that um, I, I talk a lot about execution with my family because like a lot of I think our culture now has come soft in a way where it's like if you work hard, like that's good enough, but like it's not. If you don't execute, like there's no – really point like you can work hard and if that doesn't still character and teach you like work ethic and character and growth but at the end of the day like you need to execute in order to be successful and so I think like 
what do you need to do to execute? And that's how I kind of, I approach that whole mindset. And so it's like, does that mean you get up at 530 in the morning and lift because you didn't lift yesterday? Then that, that means like, that's what you have to do. And then you go to practice that night. And so I think it's like, I approach each week. I don't think I have a specific regimen I follow. It's just, what do I need to do this week to be successful for game day on Sunday? And so mm-hmm. I think it's all about what can I do to execute? And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how I approach that. Do you ever find yourself like losing motivation and becoming just like sick of it? Just tired and yes. Okay. So what do you do to, I think, well, I think my whole recruiting process, I don't think I've ever lost passion or motivation for soccer the way I have in the past year, just because how like exhausting it is when you're constantly getting like, there's so many valleys and very few mountains. Like it's just a wave of emotion. Like you're happy one second, you get a text back from a coach and then the second next like minute you're getting ghosted. And so it's just, it's literally like a relationship and it's just the worst ever. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, like I, I just really, the fact that they're putting 17 year olds through it just in general and all sports is just crazy. And it's just definitely taking a toll on my family. And it's like breaks my heart that I've seen like my parents, like go through so much like exhaustion and like my other siblings kind of get ignored in a sense because so much of our effort is soccer and just Mm -hmm. that and so I think like honestly like there's been points throughout the year I just wanted to quit soccer because I was like life should not be this hard like Mm -hmm. you know I see like like just I just want to I would just want to go hang out with my friends because it's the only thing that kind of took me away from that my escape from all that because just being at home like that's all you talk about also when it's your entire life and so yeah, there was definitely times I wanted to quit, but at the same time, if you're just reminded of, like, the end goal and, like, those who are constantly just persistent, like, you will get a result. And, like, I didn't think I was and because my process has been pretty long and, like, a lot of people's process isn't that long, like, recruiting process, but mine has been absolutely crazy. And so even going out here this summer, like, I just didn't expect anything good to happen yeah. because I've just had nothing but bad happen to me for this recruiting process in a way. Um, there, there's, there are, there were good things, but I mean, it's just been hard. And so, but I mean, things went well this summer. And so, yeah, just stay persistent and your passion will come back. And sometimes, sometimes you just have to keep going. Like with my ACL, like, Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, tell us more about okay. your injury. Yeah, so with my ACL, when my, my freshman year, um, I think a lot of times, like, I just lost passion because it was nine months you're out yeah. of, like, the sport you love. And so a lot of times, like, I just wouldn't think about it. Like, if I was, just, like, mad about it, I didn't want to go to rehab or whatever, I just wouldn't think you just do it until that passion comes back. And so there would be, like, weeks at a time where I would feel nothing, to be honest. So I would literally just go – do my stuff, go home, sleep. Like I would just mm-hmm. do it. And then over time that passion came back. And so I think a lot of times you just kind of have to do it. And so I get up and just wait for it to come back. Yeah. Okay. So clearly it's important for you to stay fueled and fit um, <laughs> to maintain the lifestyle that you live and like the one you hope to achieve. So why would you say it's important for the average person to mm-hmm. be dedicated in their fitness and fuel because mm-hmm. not everyone has the d1 drive that right. you do yeah. <laughs> or the goal mm-hmm. i think just at the end of the day it just makes you feel good um i just going back to not worrying about physical all the time because i think that's what it's perceived as like fitness and fuel just it makes you feel good and you're just able to function at a better rate and just a better i don't know you're you're I, for me like even when i was injured just like continuing the workout and so just like your mood is better. I mean, you just, I don't know. It just is a good thing. Physical activity is a really good thing just for your mental health as well to clear your mind. And so mm-hmm. I would say it is not obviously just for athletes. It's just for 
It's a good thing to do. I mean, God gave us bodies for a reason, so. Yeah. Yeah. Use them. Yeah, use them. Okay. And then, so kind of talk about what you want to do in your future relating to Mm -hmm. fitness and fuel. Obviously, you talked about going D1 soccer Mm -hmm. in college, but tell us about, like, nutrition and how, just both of them and what you want to do in your life. Right. Um, So I want to own, like, a nutrition-based company um, when I'm older, and so, like, I'll minor in entrepreneurship, nutrition, major in business, um, because I want to do, like, I don't know if you've seen the Incali Builders, a gym where it's, like, half performance, um, it's, so it's, like, uh, fitness and performance, and then half of it is, like, a nutrition kind of, like, bar company in a way, and so that's something I'd really be interested in owning, because I just love both of the things, I love the environment, and something I'd be really happy in, and so, um, yeah, and so I also obviously want to continue to, like, help make plans for people and their certification, and that will hopefully all tie into the business I hope to own, yeah. and I think now, for me, now, it's just opening as many doors as possible to, mm-hmm. like, get there, and just, like, with my nutrition certification, there's, I didn't need to do that, but I know, like, it's knowledge I know I would have going into college that would probably put me ahead of other people, and so it's just all about doing what you need to do to execute yeah and then if y'all didn't know taylor has an instagram account called feeling for greatness on instagram go follow and she also has a code so just kind of tell us about mm-hmm. what the code is and like how you got there um so ever since covid i followed like a former baylor soccer player on instagram and, like youtube um her name is like kylie ross and she's a fitness nutrition health role model to me as like i relate strongly to her and her mindset um, I like how she carries, like, her athlete, athlete mentality into the rest of her life because that's also an inspiration to those who, like, aren't athletes because it shows that, you, like, she's not an athlete anymore, but she carries that, like, regimented mentality into the rest of her life. Um, so for my Instagram, um, I'm just kind of passionate about healthy food. One of my favorite things is, like, turning something healthy into something good you try to make the good thing i mean like healthy. what's good for you tastes good yes tastes like, i just i find a lot of pleasure you in want that. it to I be appealing yes um like so. if you if you know taylor she makes little protein balls <laughs> every time she goes to any event friendsgiving yeah. no like we're bringing mashed potatoes we're bringing turkey we're bringing protein balls protein balls no one likes them <laughs> they're for taylor <laughs> taylor eats them <laughs> um so, yeah, yeah, I can be, just begin to, like, document it all. Um, and I guess, yeah, as I said before, I want to own a company, like, about nutrition when I'm older. And that's something I could maybe continue to build for that purpose and maybe not. I mean, I, it's just another door open, an opportunity um, that I can choose to walk through or not. And so, um, yeah, go follow me on Instagram. And then in regards to the code. Yeah. So, Kylie Ross, the girl I was talking about, actually – her and her husband created this like natural supplement workout company and I literally followed her for three years and so I just like kind of applied for it and I know I was talking to Charlotte at school and I like opened the view and was like oh my god I got it and I was so <laughs> excited because she's like I just love her so much and I was just super yeah. excited to kind of be a part of it mm-hmm. um but yeah they make like natural pre-workout and something I completely like support and endorse um it was yeah it was created by her um just because I know like what they stand for and who they are and I just really was excited to be a part of it um but it's all under the umbrella of making a name for yourself and you're never like too young to start on your future and so just open doors constantly and just at the end of the day when it's time to make that decision you can choose to walk through those doors or not and so mm-hmm. yeah just open up as many windows of opportunity as you can 
Tell, tell them what the code is. Oh, okay. use code Taylor Ayers for 10% off of powders. <laughs> we'll put it yes. powders on my Instagram bio. Yes. <laughs> we'll tag her Instagram. We'll tag it. Yes. yes. So don't you worry about finding it. We'll be right there. We'll be there. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Okay. Just stay true to yourself and uh, find what works best for you. Don't worry about what other people are doing in regards to their fitness and health goals. Um, don't compare yourself. Um, and just find, yeah, just find what works best for you and Mm -hmm. open, open opportunity for yourself, make a name for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here with us today and coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. We just got Taylor Ayers for 10% off and follow Fueling for Greatness. Thanks guys. Bye pod.